Gewaldig. Okay. Daf Gimel. That's what we're up to. Daf Gimel. Now let's give us uh, give ourselves a quick reminder of what is happening over here. So here we go. We learned yesterday at the bottom of Daf Beis we quoted we quoted a Mishnah, and the Mishnah said that a field that needs irrigation ditches in order to not get ruined is permitted to water on Cholamayr and Shemitah. And the Gemara told us that we understand why you're allowed to do it on Cholamayr because on Cholamayr we have the Svara of a Pseida when you're otherwise going to have a loss. The Chachamim allow uh, the land to be watered, but on Shemitah, where do you ever find such a thing that it's allowed? It's the Gemara the Barab of Amr Beis gave one possible answer, which was that it is the opinion of Rebbe. Okay, the Brisa which says, and I'm sorry, the Mishnah which says that you're allowed to water a Beis Hashlachim during Shemitah is the opinion of Rebbe who says that nowadays Shemitah anyways is Da'iraisa. Okay, I, I'm sorry, Shemitah, nowadays Shemitah anyways is Da'abonon. And since Shemitah anyways is Da'abonon, so that's why we Da'iraisa you're allowed to water the field. That was answer number one. Let's go back, pick up from the second line from the bottom of Beis Amad Beis, and get into the second possible answer to this question. Again, which is, why does the Mishnah say that you are permitted to water a field during Shemitah? Let's go. Rava Omar. Very bottom line now on Beis Amad Beis. Rava says, I'll give you another reason. I feel Tim Rabban. You could even say that it's the pin of the Rabbanon who hold that nowadays Shemitah is Da'iraisa. Avais Asar Rachmana. Okay? However, the only thing that is Asar during Shemitah are the Avais categories. One of the, what the 39 Avais Malacha is only the primary, the father categories. That is what's Asar during Shemitah. However, top of today's daf, Toldos Lay Asar Rachmana. The Torah does not forbid a Tolda, a secondary category, an offspring category um, of, of um, Shabbos during Shemitah. It's not going to be forbidden. Now let's pull ourselves into this. What's happening over here? Shabbos, Shemitah, what's happening? So we know Shemitah is called Shabbos. Okay? It's the seventh year. Shabbos is the seventh day. The halachos that decide what is permitted and not permitted on Shabbos um, are the 39 of us malachos, the categories that were done in the Mishkan. We transfer the laws of, of agriculture to the laws of Shemitah as well. So whatever's forbidden to do on Shabbos is going to be forbidden to do during Shemitah. However, what Rava says is, there's a, there is a distinction, which is, on Shabbos, the Avos categories and Tolda categories of agriculture is forbidden. However, during Shemitah, only something that fits into the Avos category, a primary category, is going to be forbidden, but a Tolda category is going to be allowed during Shemitah. Now, before we get into the explanation, realize what Rav is trying to do to answer the question. What was our original question? The original question was, why does the Mishnah say you're allowed to water a field that needs extra irrigation during Shemitah? Why are you allowed to do that? The answer is going to be, according to Rava, because allowing the irrigation stream to go into the field is just going to be a secondary category, and that's allowed. That's going to be Rava's answer. Now let's explain how it's a secondary category. Let's go. Tichsiv, all right? Back inside, uh, back inside the Gemara. Tichsiv. Because it says in the Pasuk, In the seventh year, it's going to be a Shabbos for the land. Shemitah is a Shabbos. You should not plant your field. Let's see. The Pasuk says you're not allowed to plant and you're not allowed to prune. 
Why you say plant and prune? Prune is part, is part of planting. That's what you need to do in order to allow your crop to develop. And picking grapes is included in harvesting, meaning it's really the same melacha. That's the Gemara's assumption. Later on, the Gemara is going to come out that picking grapes actually is, a, is, a, is perhaps a tolda category because the Torah only specifically says harvesting of grain. Okay? But right now, the assumption is, why would picking grapes be any different than regular harvesting of wheat? So why does the Torah need to specifically point out you're not allowed to plant and you can't prune. You're not allowed to harvest and you can't, uh, and you can't pick grapes. Why do you got to say that? Lememra, it's coming to teach us, the Ahani told us, Mechayev, that only these specific told us are going to be Chayev during Shemitah. But other told categories are not going to be a problem on Shemitah, such as allowing an irrigation, uh, allowing a field to be irrigated. Okay, period. Says the Gemara, one second. Vilay, is it really true that besides for pruning and picking grapes, there is no other tolda category that is forbidden during Shemitah. Is that true? I'll show you other toldas that are forbidden during Shemitah. Bahatani, but we learned in our Brisa. Here we go. Sod Sizra. It says in the Pasuk, you're not allowed to plant your field. Yeah, you're not allowed to plant your field. Vacharmacha and your vineyard loy sizmar. You should not prune. Says the Gemara, one second. Don't plant, don't prune. Come on. All you got to tell me is, don't plant. In the Elazri of Izimor. So from here I know, no, no planting. And you want to add in pruning? Okay, add in pruning. Now. How do I know it's forbidden to pull out weeds which enhance the growth? And how do I know that it is um, that it is forbidden for idor? It is forbidden to hoe, which means to soften the earth, or to cut the or to cut the field. Now the difference between weeding and cutting is that weeding is your mamish pulling it out from the root. Cutting means you cut it off on the surface, kind of like when you shave. You shave on top of the skin, or do you use a razor that gets under the skin? How do I know these things are forbidden uh, Are forbidden on Shemitah? Talmud Laimar, Sad Chalai, Karma Chalai. Not your field, not your vineyard. You can't do any work. No work in your vineyard either. Now we're going to have to explain, if you can't do anything, why are we speaking out these these uh, couple things in particular. Peseder, okay. But says the Gemara Minayan, for where do you know? She'ein mekarsmen ve'ein mezardim ve'ein mefaskin. This Bryce is going to go on and on. Okay, it's going to, it's going to be a pretty uh, long Bryce, and ultimately we're going to come around to our question. How do I know that when it comes to a tree, you're not allowed to take off the branches that dried out, and you're not allowed to take off the extra branches, and you're not allowed to, a tree that's falling over, you're not allowed to keep it straight up. Talmud Laimar, it says, Sad chalai, char you can't work in your field at all or your vineyard at all. Nothing in your field, nothing in your vineyard. How do I know you're not allowed to fertilize? Zevel is manure, excrement. How do I know you can't fertilize? Or clear out, um, clear out the area from pebbles to, enhance, to allow it to grow. Again, we're going through different things that, are, that, that farmers would usually do during Shemitah. And you're not allowed to smooth out the ground. And you can't smoke up. Not, not smoke up in the way that uh, we referred to it. But, but back then, I mean, even now, farmers, they, they bring smoke out to the field in order to allow the trees. Um, apparently, it's, it's healthy for its growth. But Elon, when it comes to a tree, how do you not allowed to do all these things? 
Talmud Leimar, Sadchaloi, Charmachaloi. Not your field, not your vineyard. Which means, any work that's out in the field. Loi, you can't do. And any work in the vineyard. Loi. Now keep in mind, what are we, what are we, why are we listing all this? Because again, what's going to be the point? In the answer, Ravid tried saying, it's only forbidden to do two specific toldas on Shemitah. But everything else that's a tolda of a Shabbos Malacha is going to be allowed. So far, we're getting a whole list of toldas on Shemitah that are not allowed. This is going to be the problem. Now let's keep going. Yachol, I'll tell you even more Malachas that are toldas, that are secondary categories that are forbidden. Yachol, I might think, you're not allowed to be mikashkesh. You can't hoe, soften the earth underneath an olive tree, or under grapes, and you also can't pour water around ditches by the tree, and you're not allowed to make ugiyais ligafanim, ugiyais, yeah, many of us know it as uh, chocolate babka, yeah, and uga, yeah, but ugiyais over here is referring to a hole in the ground or a ditch that they would make around the grapevines, Talmud Laimar, sod only your field, you're not allowed to plant, zriya b'chlal haisa, so planting is a cloud. You can't plant, which means you can't do anything. Veloma yotzos. So now let's get into this. Listen to this. You can't do anything. Veloma yotzos. So why do we need to exclude in the Pasuk, it says, Lysisra, um, uh, don't, you told me you can't do anything. Okay? You can't do anything over here. And all of a sudden, the Pasuk is coming to get specific in things that are forbidden. Why are we specific? Why, why are we specifically mentioning to teach us uh, a comparison to say to you just like planting is unique in that you do it whether you're planting grain in a field or whether you're planting a vineyard. You always need planting. That applies across the board. So, Anything that's done for grain out in the field or for grapes in the vineyard is going to be usher during Shemitah, but anything else is going to be allowed. Period. Okay. Bottom line, as we explain, let's keep our head in this. What is the ultimate question? What does Gemara want to prove with this? There are many, 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 many things that are told the categories that are still usher to do during Shemitah. So how can you, Rava, tell me, starting from the bottom of Dafbeis Omidbeis, that, um, that the tolda categories are going to be allowed during Shemitah. How can you say that? Answers the Gemara. A very short answer. Midirabonon. Really, these toldas are allowed midiraisa, but they're only for this whole price is telling us rabbinically you're not allowed to do it. Ukra smachta And this that we said, oh, but there's psukim, and you're learning out from the psukim, oh, it's just a klal and a prat. Right? Oh, that's an asmachta. That's not te- directly teaching me the halacha. That is sometimes the Rabbana make a decree. And then we look for sources in the Torah that the Rabbanan would have extrapolated their decree from. Because Rabbanan don't just sit on the back of a bus and say, how can I make Jewish lives more complicated? Right? It's just the opposite. The reason why the Rabbanan make a decree is to simplify our lives and to protect what the Torah wants us to do. So, very often when the Rabbana make a decree, 
Sometimes we'll know what their source is. Sometimes we won't. Gemara over here is saying, it's nice to see where the Rabbanon are hanging their hat of this decree that all these told us are going to be forbidden. But again, the, the toldos that we just listed here are still permitted biblically. The forbiddenness is, is just uh, rabbinic. Hence, Rava can be correct. Rava could be correct. Seder, we have two clear answers. Okay. We're done with that. How... Now the Gemara is going to dwell on the brysa, this long brysa that we just stated. Again, to bring a proof, to try to ask on, uh, on Rava. So we're going to focus on this brysa a little bit in some of these halachas. Says the Gemara, "V'kishkosh b'shvias mishari." Is it permitted to soften the earth underneath an olive tree during shemitah v'aksiv? But it says, "V'shvias tishbetenu unetashta." During shemitah, you gotta leave your field unetashta. That's it. You walk away. What does that imply? Stay away. Don't even soften it. Okay. Tishmetena. What does it mean? Be mishamit. Leave it alone. What does that mean? Milakashkesh. Don't soften the earth. Don't hoe it. Unitashta. What does it mean to leave it in the way of Natashta? It means milasakel. Don't even clear away the area around the trees from twigs and pebbles and rocks in order to allow it to grow. So you see very clearly that it's usur midairaisa to do these things. Amar Avukva Barchamar Avukbrahama says, Tre Kishkushehave. He says, No, there's two types of softening the earth around olive trees. There's two different ways. One way that it's done is when you, um, you actually move earth away. And the other one is kind of covering, softening the earth by ensuring that all the roots are covered. So what's the difference between the two? Avruye ilan aser. To actually move the earth away, okay, that's going to be usur midairaisa during Shemitah, nothing doing. Sasume pile, however, to cover over, take dirt to soften it up so that the roots can be covered over, shari. That is going to be biblically allowed because that is what we call prevent defense. That's just preventing it from, uh, from getting worse and it's not improving it, hence it's permitted Midairaisa. Uh, okay, here we go. Brand new discussion. We are up to Itmar, beginning of the line. All right, we got it. Here we go. Itmar, we learned. Hacharish Bishvias, a person who plows during Shemitah. Rabbi Yechinon, Rabbi Lazar, there's a machlokas between Rabbi Lazar and Rabbi Yechinon. Chad Omar Laika, one man the Omar says, You are Chayav Malkus. Now keep in mind, if you're Chayav Malkus, that means you've actively transgressed a losase. You've actively transgressed a negative decree. So one says, Malchus, if you do that. The Chadamar ain't like it. The other man, the Amr says, listen, it's forbidden. Okay? You're not allowed to plow during Shemitah, but you're not going to get Malchus. You did not transgress a losase, a negative commandment, a don't do. Now let's explain. Says the Gemara, Let's say they're arguing about the halacha of Rabbi Ilovin, of Rabbi Oven quoting Rabbi Ilah. What's that halacha? The Amar Rabbi Oven, Amar Rabbi Ilah. Rabbi says, name of Rabbi Ilah. Listen closely. Let's give it a little introduction. 
We're familiar with a klal, uprat, uklal. Let's explain what that means. If the Torah ever uses a general word, don't plant. And then it gets specific. Okay? It gets specific. And it says, um, let's see, don't prune. And then again, it gets, it gets uh, general. You have a, a general rule again. So what do you say? Which means the specific word is really minimizing the general form and everything is dependent, needs to be similar. In order for it to be forbidden, it needs to be similar to the specific word. Okay. Now here's what's unique about this case of, of Shemitah. By Shemitah, it says, Bacharish um, uvakatser tishpais. And active, you, you, sh- you should actively rest from plowing and harvesting. Okay? It's kind of a, in a say, tishbais, you should rest. Okay? Shabbos, Shabbos, It's an active thing. But then it, there's also specific. don't do this, right? So the question here is, when you have a general form coming in, in the form of a do, of a rest, and the specific one is coming in a form of a don't, do we have the rules of klalu protocol? Do, does a klalu protocol only work if everything is coming in terms of negative or in terms of positive? But if it switches off, there's no klalu protocol, or do we say it doesn't really matter? As long as you have a generalization, a specification, and a generalization, you can always make a cloud of protocol. All right, so that's the introduction. Let's go. Whenever you have a general word, and it says in a positive, tishbais, rest, and it gets specific for the protocol. we don't use the rules of a cloud protocol. Okay, it says no cloud protocol. So the mandi amar. Whoever says you're going to get Malchus for plowing less later of and Rabila, he does not agree with Revav and Rabila because he's going to say that we do use the Klalu Pradu Klal. And since we have a Klalu Pradu Klal, so what is the specific? What is, what is forbidden? It says, uh, um, it, says, um, the, it says that you're not allowed to plow. The Pusik says, um, what was the word? Nochamol? Um, sorry. Um, Okay, that, those were the words that were included in the Klalu protocol. And then it says, So if you hold that there is a Klalu protocol, you're going to get Malchus. Mandiomar says there's no Malchus, he holds of Rabbi Lovin, therefore there's no Klalu Prat Uklau, and Memela, there's not going to be a of Malchus. Says the Gemara, Loi. That's not what the Machlekes is about. Nobody holds, everybody disagrees with Rabbi, with Rabbi Ovid in the name of Rabbi Loh. In other words, everybody's going to agree there is the rule of Klalu Pradu Klal, even when the Klal is an Asay and the Prad is a Lesasay. So if you hold there's Malchus, Gavaldic, there's Malchus because it works out with the Klalu Pradu Klal. But the Mandi Amar says, You don't got Malchus. I, why is there no Malchus? Amar Loh, he'll say to you, Mechti, let's see. Zemira, pruning, bechlauzeria, is the same as planting. Both of them are being done to enhance growth. Bitzira, harvesting grapes, remember we pointed this out earlier, harvesting grapes, bechlau 
is the same as harvesting wheat. Earlier we said no. Here he says logically, come on. Zobazach. What's the difference whether you're plucking grapes or whether you're cutting down your wheat? Now, so, if pruning is part of planting and plucking grapes is part of harvesting, why did we specifically mention it's forbidden to pluck grapes and to prune? Once you told me you can't plant and you can't harvest, I already know. You can't prune and you can't pluck grapes. Why do you got to single it out? The Maymar to teach us, to say to you, the Ahani told us who the Mechaev specifically, these told us, are going to be obligated. I told Achrina, but any other told us, Loi Mechaev, you're not going to be Chayav Malkus. It's forbidden, but you're not going to be Chayav Malkus. Says the Gemara, Loi, really? There's no Malkus on any other told us. Here we go, another long brisa to ask on, uh, to, to explain this question of, and, and to challenge that these are the only two told us that are forbidden and you'll be obligated on Malkason. Here we go. Vahatanya. But we learned in the Brisa. You should not plant your field and you should not prune your vineyard. I know you're not allowed to plant and you're not allowed to prune. How do I know? You can't hoe. And you can't soften earth for kishkush. This is referring to olives. Or by, or by cutting on top. Again, nothing in your field, nothing in your vineyard. No malacha in your field. No work in your vineyard. How do I know that... You're not allowed to cut off the dry branches. Ve'im mezardin, you can't cut off the extra branches. Ve'im mefaskin, and you're not allowed to straighten up be'ilon, your tree, and to, to make sure that it stays straight and doesn't fall topple over. Tamun laymar, sa'at chalai, karma chalai. Again, don't work your field at all. Don't work your vineyards. Minayin she'im mezavlin, ve'im mefarkin, ve'im ma'ashim ilon. So how do you know that you're not allowed to uh, put put um, manure to fertilize the tree or to clean out the twigs and, and pebbles or to smoke up the tree? No work in the field. We're familiar with this. We did this early on the Yom. I would have thought you're not even allowed to hoe underneath an olive tree. Or under grapevines. And you're not allowed to fill up water around the ditches by the tree. And you can't make the ditches themselves. The only thing that is forbidden has to do with planting. Okay? Which means that the actual planting is bechlal. That's what's included in the overall prohibition. So if everything is forbidden to do, get out of your field. Right? Again, sodcha loy. Your field? Uh-uh. Get away. Why do you got to say planting? To compare to it. Compared to planting. What is it telling us? How are we comparing to planting? When is something biblically usher? Mazriya miuchedes. Just like planting is unique. Because it applies, you got to do this. Whether you're planting wheat, whether you're planting grapes. So too, it's going to be usher to do any sort of malacha that applies both to wheat fields and grape fields. Again, what's the bottom line? The bottom line is we, we, we uh, made a statement. The statement was that the only toldas that are forbidden is 
um, is pruning and picking grapes. Those are the only toldos that were usher. But again, over here, we have a whole brisa telling me there's many other toldos that are forbidden, besides for pruning and besides for picking grapes. Answers the Gemara, Midrabanon. This is only Midrabanon. Same answer that it's going to be usher ukra asmach. This brisa is telling me these are toldos are usher rabbinically. Ukra asmachta ve'alma. And the psukim are only going to hear to give in a smachta ba'alma something for the Rabbanon to hang their decree on, period. Bottom of Abad Aleph, Gavaldik, we now turn to Daf Gimel Amud Beis. Brand new discussion. Here we go. Kiyosa Ravdimi Amar. When Ravdimi, now, I, I want to preface this, the next ten lines, we'll call it. Don't be nervous about the next two lines. If you're not nervous about the next two lines, you got clarity in the next ten lines. Here we go. Ki osa Ravdimi Omar. Ravdimi came to Bavel and he said the following words. All right. Yochol, I would think. Yilke, you get Malchus, I'll Taisvis. Not for learning Taisvis. I'll need to get Malchus on the extras. Vinosivla. Talmuda Liftura. And the Taira is telling us your putter. Vilayadana, and I don't know, my Talmuda, what is learnt? Umatoisephus, and what is extra? Okay? So he's coming, he's coming to Babel, and he says the following words. I would think you got Malchus on the extra. So we learned out your putter. I'm not sure what's learned and what's extra. Okay. If you don't know what's going on, Hashem. If you do know what's going on, you probably it's a problem. Yeah? This doesn't make it. I mean, come on. How are you gonna understand this? So Gamara's gonna give us two possible explanations for these cryptic uh, comments, right? Sounds like a trivia. Uh, some sort of riddle. So how are we going to figure this out? So here we go. Here's one. Here's the first possible approach. From Rabbi Elazar. Elazar says, let me explain what Rav Dimi meant when he came to Baba. Harisha. He's talking about the halacha of plowing during Shemitah. And this is what Rav Dimi meant by his three-part cryptic statement. Yochel, I might think Yochel Harisha. I might think you get Malchus for plowing. Because plowing is learned out from a klalu pradu klal. Okay, so I would have thought that during Shemitah, if you plow, there's going to be Malchus. The Nosiv Le Talmuda Liftura. However, we have a learning, we learned out that you're Takapotter. Why? Because if you wouldn't be potter, why does the Torah get so specific with things that are usher during Shemitah? Okay? Therefore, says Rabbi Lazar, you know what Rav Dimi was teaching us? Bottom line in his cryptic statement, if you plow on Shemitah, you do not get Malchus. Okay, that's how he explains it. That's one possible approach. Fine. Here's another one. Completely different. Verbechen Amar. Verbechen says, uh-uh. That's not how you explain Rav Dimi. Now listen to this. We're going to get on to a different halacha. Yamim Rav Dimi was talking about the halacha that the Chachamim said, even before Shemitah, you're not allowed to work your field. Shemitah starts Rosh Hashanah. 
there's a time period, as we've learned together, even before Rosh Hashanah, that you're not allowed to plant, you're not allowed to plant or plow your field. Right? We're familiar with that. V'ahachi ka'amar. So here's Pshat in Ravdimi. Here we go. Yochol, I might think Yilke al Toisefes Rosh Hashanah das Yamicha Rosh Hashanah I would think that the extra 30 days before Rosh Hashanah that are forbidden to work and to plow. You'd get Malchus on that too because it's learned out from the Pasuk. V'nosev le'italmuda liftura. So it comes along, the, comes along the limud to patter up, to be in on the memor lekaman, as we're going to explain. Okay? Now let's explain it. What does it mean that the Chachamim added on days even before Shemitah that is forbidden to do work? Says the Gemara, because we're referring to the following Mishnah. What does that mean? We learned in the Mishnah, Until when is somebody allowed to work their land before Shemitah even starts? Mamish, Givaldik, right? We're in the Shemitah year. So, until when is it Aser? Beishamay says like this, This is beautiful. When do you got to start working your field before Shemitah? Says Beishamay, when, at the point in the year where your activity is no longer going to help the sixth year produce, it's not going to do anything for it, at that point, we say, you know what? If you keep working, this is for the Shemitah year, not allowed. Again, at what point do you need to stop before Shemitah? Says Beishamai. Whenever the sixth year produce doesn't need you anymore, that's it. Stop. Even if it's not yet Shemitah. But Beishol says, Arat You have until Shavuos. Says the Gemara, by the way, Bishamai and Bishol, their time periods are pretty close. Like when Bishamai says, you got to stop, you know, uh, when the sixth year produce no longer need, uh, is no longer needed, that's pretty much around Shavuos time. There's not much of a difference between these opinions. Okay. And until when are you allowed to, pl- are you, are you allowed to be chayrish? You're allowed to plow a wheat field during the sixth year. Misha tichla halacha. From when there's no, when the word lachos means wetness, moisture. So once that's kola, once that is dried up, so there's no longer any sort of constructive purpose to the plowing, and you need to stop. Because if you keep plowing and the field's dry, so what's the point? Why are you doing that? It must be you're doing it for the next year. Must be you're doing it for Shemitah. And as long as a person's planting his mashkois, is referring to various uh, types of squash, udluois, and melons. Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon says, Im Kain, if Taka, you need to stop at that point, he says, that's a problem. If you're going to tell me uh, at, at the point that the melons and the squash need to be stopped, he says, well, well you know what, if, depending on the climate you live in, even in Eretz Yisrael, that's going to determine when you stop. So you're going to tell me that the guy in the northern part of Eretz Yisrael is allowed to keep plowing, even though the guy in the southern part of Eretz Yisrael is done because his eggplant, you know, is finished. 
You can't do that. We, we don't work like that. You can't, you can't, you're given different measurements. We don't like that. Rather, the way it works is when it comes to a wheat field, you got to stop, you got to stop plowing by Pesach. When it comes to trees, you have until Shavuos. Rabbi Gamliel and his Bezdin, um, Nimnu, they took numbers, they took a vote about when you got to stop plowing, okay? Upitlum, and they, and they nullified, they were mevatel these time periods of either, of either uh, you know, the, the time periods that we gave, of Pesach, Shavuiz, huh? Okay, now, says the Gemara, one second. You're going to tell me that Gamliel and his Bezdin like stopped it after Beishamai Basil? Hold on. Rabbi Zair says to Rabbi Avo, Rabbi How could Rabbi and his Bezdin be vatal the takana to Beishamai Basil of Beishamai Basil? But we learned in the Mishnah, if you have a later Bezdin, you cannot nullify the earlier Bezdin's decree, unless you are greater in wisdom and in numbers. And guess what? Rabbi Gamliel's Bezdin was not greater in numbers or in wisdom than Beishamai and Beisil. So how could they change the, the time that, it's, that you need to stop plowing? Who are you? You can't do that. Right? Any of us go ahead and we try changing a psak of Ramesha Feinstein, Kaviyochel, so to speak. <laughs> who, are, who are we? You can't do that. Right? Says Gemara, what do you mean? So, says the Gemara, Ishtaymim Keshachada. Okay? He was a Ishtaymim, which means he was a little shocked. He didn't know what to respond for a short amount of time. Amar Lay, and then he said, Oh, I'll tell you, the, I'll tell you what happened. Amor Kachisnu Beinayim. He says like this. This rule of a later Bezdin not, be allowed, not being allowed to nullify what an earlier Bezdin did is true. However, if the earlier Bezdin within their decree says, we're making this Takana, but it's conditional that any later Bezdin agrees with us. If a Bezdin in a later generation, even if they're smaller than us, even if they're not as wise, if they argue and they have a different halacha, we're cool with that. That's okay. Then the later Bezdin is permitted to change it. And that's how this decree of Bisham and Bishol came about. Therefore, Rabbi Gamliel's Bezdin can, can nullify it. Okay. Says the Gemara, this whole thing was a premise. What was the premise? Bisham and Bishol gave us deadlines for when you need to stop plowing before Shemitah. And Rabbi Gamliel later on wanted to change it. Okay. Says Gemara, one second. One second. This whole thing's a premise. The premise is, Beishamai and Beishelel started this whole thing, that you got to stop plowing before Shemitah. Says the Gemara, that's not true. Did who, who? Did who, who? Is it their decree? Halach l'mayish misinahi. Beishamai and Beishelel didn't start this. This that you need to stop planting and plowing before Shemitah, we learned together. Is a halacha l'mayshem yisina. This is taught from Maishra Rabbeinu. This is not a Beishamai Bishel Dika thing. How do you know that? The Amar Ravasi, Amar Ravyechanan, Ravasi quotes Ravyechanan Mishumrem Nechunya. Who quoted Rav Nechunya Ish Bakas Beis Chorson from Bakas Beis Chorson? Who says 
Eser Netiyas, the halacha of the ten, uh, the, the halacha of the ten trees. Okay, what are the ten trees? The ten saplings. Remember the ten young trees that usually you have to stop plowing a certain amount and planting, dealing with it a certain amount of time before Shemitah. But if you have ten young trees in a small area in a field that will get ruined if I don't cultivate them, they'll get ruined. You're allowed to deal with them all the way up till Shemitah. Okay, um, Arava, the process of how they stood up the Aravas in the Mishkan. Venisa Chamayim, and the pouring of the waters, This is all So you see that the halachas of what is permitted and what is forbidden to work and plow all the way up to Shemitah were given from Maisha at Arsinai. This is not a Beishamai Beisaldika thing. Eser Netiyais, this that you're, allowed to plow, that, that you're allowed to cultivate the ten saplings all the way up to Shemitah is a unique halacha from Maisha Misinai, which means everything else must be stopped earlier. So why are you putting the, the onus on Beisham and Beisil? Amr of Yitzhak, Yitzhak says, no. Here's what happened. Maishu Rabbeinu at Arsinai told us, you must stop working the field 30 days prior to Shemitah. Beisham Beisil extended the halachum of Shemitah. And they said, you got to stop at Pesach and Shavuot. But they made a tenai. They made a condition. And they said, if a later Bezdin comes along and wants to change this and go back to the original of only 30 days, they're welcome to do so. And that's what happened with, the, with Rabbi Gamliel. Okay. Says the Gemara, Is it really true that it's Allah that you need to stop working the field 30 days before Shemitah? Is it really Allah Hu We're going even further. Again, follow, follow what's happening. First we said it was Beisham Abisil. We said, no, it's not. It's even earlier. Allah Hu Now we're saying, no, it's not even Allah Hu It's actually explicit verses in the Torah that you're not allowed to work a field all the way up to Shemitah. Ditnan, and I'll prove it to you because the Mishnah teaches us, you must rest your field from plowing and harvesting. Rabbi Akiva Aimeh, Rabbi Akiva explains this Pasuk to mean, the Pasuk did not need to tell me that you need a rest from plowing and harvesting during Shemitah. I already know that when it says, that's not teaching me anything about Shemitah itself. You know why? Because we already have a different Pasuk, which says, Your field you shall not plant, and your vineyard you shall not prune. So I know that it's Aser. So if I already know that these things are forbidden during Shemitah, what is Becharish Uvakatsir Tishbais teaching me? Ella, rather, it means Charish shall Erev Shvias. You can't even plant, you can't even plow prior to Shemitah, top of, uh, top of uh, Dalit Amar Aleph, Shanichnas Lishvius, if it's going to help the land that, that's going into the Shemitah year, Vikatsir, and it's also forbidding harvesting Shal Shvius of a Shemitah year, Shayatzalamaitse Shvius, which goes into the eighth year. Rabbi Shmuel, I Rabbi Shmuel says, Macharish Rishos, we learn out from there, just like harvesting. Is a uh, just like harvesting is a um, lost the, just like plowing is a rishus something that is a choice. Avkatsi rishus. So too, it's only usher to harvest 
um, things that are a choice. Yatzer Katsir Aimer Shehi Mitzvah, which excludes uh, harvesting for the carbon Aimer, that's going to be allowed. Okay, that's going to be allowed. But the bottom line is here's the Gemara's question. Don't tell me that prior to Shemitah is Allah you can't work your field. Bechar Shuvah Katsir Tishbais teaches me you're not allowed to plow your field prior to Shemitah. It's not even Allah Hamashmizinai. It's an explicit verse. That's the Gemara's question. And let's end with this. Says the Gemara, El Amr of Nachmar Yitzhak. Rather, of Nachmar Yitzhak says, Kigumiri Hilchasa, Le Mishrei Yalda. What happened was, it's Allah Lamashmi Sinai to allow the planting and working, cultivating for the younger trees, the Yaladim, which we refer to as the saplings, Kroi, but the Pasuk which says you're not allowed to plow, that is Lamesar Zakena. That's letting us know about the older trees. Vikiva the Hilchasa, Lamishre Yalda, says the Gemara, but one second. If you're allowing me to de- work with the smaller trees, doesn't that by definition mean you cannot work the older trees? Lav Mamela Zakena Asira, don't I know you can't work the older trees? Answers the Gemara. Here's the Pshat, El Hilchasa, Rabbi Shmol, Kroy, the Rabbi Akiva, period. The Gemara answers, you know what? It's a machlekes. Rabbi Yishmol is of the opinion that 30 days prior to Shemitah, you now let it work the field as a halachalamayshim Sinai. However, Rabbi Akiva's opinion is that Ataka is learnt out from the Pasuk. Rabbi Yishmol obviously just doesn't agree with the drasha of the Pesukim. Okay, Gavaldik will hold it here. And tomorrow we will pick up continuing on the halachas of of uh, the days leading up to the actual Shemitah year. What is forbidden even before Shemitah starts? Hagut Tavach, have a wonderful evening.